Welcome to the Gamers Over 50 podcast. This is episode 51, the Pre-Pax West 2021 to-do list. Although this entire list may apply to any game convention you go to. That's a really long title, so I'm just going to call it the Pre-Pax 2021 to-do list. So I'm really excited that I'm going to be attending PAX starting tomorrow, September 3rd. Uh, in Seattle, and it is really weird for me as a bit of a germaphobe because I used to get sick from some health stuff quite a bit, uh, around eight to 10 sinus infections a year. It was horrible, and it will definitely make you a germaphobe. Uh, it is exciting, and it will definitely be different for me to go to a large gathering of people indoors. Uh, I'm not really worried about wearing a mask. It doesn't bother me. And I've been vaccinated since March. So I kind of prepped for getting ready for this. So I started and and really, I wanted to kind of walk through the prep, but also some neat stuff. Uh, the cool thing about this PAX is I think a lot of it is going to get a live stream on Twitch. I Probably I'm going to do a episode on Twitch very soon because there's some fun stuff to see out there and neat stuff to see too. But, you know, part of prepping for a convention or any kind of event you want to go to is knowing what's there, what you can do, knowing what you want to see, maybe have an idea of, of areas you want to visit first or second, maybe some merchandise you want to purchase because some of these events, merchandise does sell out. Um, and really choose the things you want to enjoy. I, I have had a lot of time, a lot, sorry, a lot of fun on the time I have been prepping since, uh, so this is Thursday. So I started on Sunday looking at all the pack stuff. Okay. So again, I, we've, we've done a couple episodes on uh, packs before, but PAX West description is PAX West is, a, and this is from their website not from Wikipedia. Uh, still donate to Wikipedia though. But PAX West is a celebration of gaming and gaming culture featuring thought-provoking panels, a massive expo hall filled with the best publishers and studios, new game demo demos, musical performances, oh dear, tournaments, and a community experience unlike any other. Well, that, they had a good writer there. All right, so that's what PAX is. Now, Jumping in, I'm going to start with safety first because safety is important and I need to learn how to spell safety in my notes because, wow, my sixth grade uh, English teacher, Mrs. Bright, would have actually been right about my spelling for a moment. All right. So the cool thing about PAX, and this is something that they've put out there, is we're excited to welcome you back to PAX. And, you know, the neat thing I like about conventions is safety and well-being of others in Emerald City Comic Con, Orca Con, uh, New York City Comic Con, PAX West, PAX East. I have not been to PAX South yet, but they really do make health and safety a top priority, as well as your well-being. And I'll get into that just a tiny bit in a second. And I'm going to use an example of uh, a few years ago, I was at a PAX and a friend of mine slipped uh, on some water and hurt their knee, not really bad, got a nasty bump and a scrape. And we immediately went over to the medical and medical, you know, pulled her in and took a look at her knee, made sure she was okay, gave her a couple cool band-aids, um, just help her get on her way. 
you know, really was super awesome. Um, I have to say, I've been to a lot of sporting events and that's never happened. So hooray. Uh, so I really, and this is where I look at safety and health at a convention is a three-way street. And it starts with the folks and the teams and the people running and guiding the event. So it packs those your, uh, well, they call them enforcers, but also the people who run the event, the people who are doing administration, the people that work for the convention center, et cetera. Uh, then you have the, the people who are attending, the exhibitor, and this is attending in a certain way, exhibitors, panelists, media, vendors, uh, game companies in this case. And then finally, the people who are attending the events. So the me who's going to the event or maybe somebody else who's coming to the event uh, in, in some way, shape or form. So you have that that kind of relationship built into everybody. So, you know, we all have to work together and we all have to work together. So to make things that are, you know, really you know, safe and make uh, the event enjoyable for all. So, you know, someone who's selling something, they want it to be enjoyable. Someone who's being on a panel, someone's listening to a panel, someone who's walking around. We all want to be, you know, we don't want that water on the floor. We also don't want some weird, creepy person staring us down or following us. So the other side of this year, because of COVID-19, is that they are requiring a vaccine or a negative test verification. Now, the very interesting thing about this uh, convention is when I went out and looked on the site, they had so many ways because there's a there's several ways to you, know, you take a picture of your card, bring your card. There are sites you can go to. Uh, one is I think IR. I can't remember the exact thing, but it's an app where you can load up all your um, your vaccinations. Which I don't know if I'm totally cool with that, but <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. But the great thing is they're asking for people to have a test six hours of each day for the of the end time. If you haven't had one, if you have your vax, great. Um, I kind of want to say this, and I mean this horribly, maybe. But if someone brings a fake card, a vaccination card, I hope they're kicked out. I hope they're banned. I hope they understand that their selfishness cannot be tolerated. Because, again, that convention is a three-way street. I know that's a little harsh. I know it's difficult, but you're putting a lot of people at risk if you're doing that. And especially people who are helping bring the convention, not just the people who are coming there like myself to enjoy it. All right. So face coverings, we're going to be wearing a mask the whole time. This is kind of cool because I'm kind of hoping to get some new masks while I'm there. Uh, not sure which ones I'm going to really want to get. I was thinking one of them might be Animal Crossing related. Just because I think that's funny. And then definitely something that's got to be a Transformer. Maybe something from Marvel. But then I've got to get something from DC. Because, you know, Marvel and DC, they just get upset as children. I'm just kidding. Uh, but the other cool thing is cosplay and or costume play. Where people dress up as uh, characters in games, etc., etc., etc. We'll keep going on. History across the board. Uh, this is a cool time when you can wear a mask. So say someone who was in Assassin's Creed, they wear masks. Uh, maybe somebody from Mortal Kombat. A lot of those folks also have masks. So knowing that people need to do this, it's really important. And they're going to be essential at this convention. They're also really essential to good cosplay. I have no issue wearing it. I've also worked in the chemical industry and worn a horribly restrictive rubber and plastic mask while working in a really hot uh, chemical plant 
with coveralls on and another set of clothes. So I always think when people are complaining that they have to wear a mask, my mother who has a breathing issue can wear a mask. My wife who has a breathing issue can wear a mask. They don't complain. They do it. Um, but, you know, bring, bring a couple extra masks if you're going. Always a good time. I'm sure they're going to have those. Um, uh, increase sanitation and hygiene. Yes, please, please, and please again. I'll be bringing a couple of my own hand sanitizers, my own Kleenexes, my own napkins. I think I might actually bring a couple sets of utensils just on my own. I bring a bag. We'll see what happens. I know I'm starting really bad to sound like Sheldon Cooper here, but kind of important for me to be safe. And I know I'm talking a lot about this as a from a perspective early on as safety and health. I apologize. I want to make sure that you have the idea that, yeah, you can bring your own hand sanitizer your own, and you can bring your own forks and knives and stuff like that. Not maybe not metal ones. You can't bring metal ones, but plastic, you know, they're going to be there again. I'm a germaphobe. It's how it works. And it's not so much as a germaphobe, but it's, I just don't want to be sick again. I'll, I'm hoping we can go outside and start doing stuff with people and I don't want to have to be like, oh, I got sick. All right. So they're going to reduce capacity as well. I think this is a really smart it is not super profitable for Repop and for the PAX team, but this is something they're not thinking about altogether the dollar. They're thinking about the games. They're thinking about the people who enjoy developing and, and sharing them with us and selling them to us, uh, as well as the people who play them. So really, really uh, think that's a kind of a cool thing. Uh, this is a big moment because from an indoor event side, I'm trying to think of something that wasn't like we're all against wearing masks and taking vaccines, that this was an event. So who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. So there we go. Following the rules, very important to me. I love rules because if you don't know the rules, you can't play the game. If there are no rules, that's fine. I have no problem with that, but I like having rules and now. Okay. So the other side of this is ask for help. If you go to these events, say, hey, I ran out of Kleenex. Where can I buy some Kleenex, etc." Easy enough stuff. Okay, so what you can do at PAX, this is some of the best stuff, the panels. So a panel is where you have a group of folks, maybe one, maybe two, maybe more, that are sharing a subject. And so I have pulled out uh, some panels that I would like to go see. I need to work with my questing party of Kate and Wayne, of course, uh, to make sure that they want to go to the same panels, or maybe I go to a panel and then I meet up with them because I'm very interested in a, in a set of panels that I read about. and. Here are the list. The new decade of MMOs. I love MMOs. They have a cool social function to them. I like neat stuff. Really cool. Uh, be brave, networking and navigating the industry with boldness. I want to start sharing my podcast with more people. So I think that's a good one. Uh, voice acting and video games, the return. This is where people are going to be together again, doing voice acting and stuff instead of being at home doing it. I love voice acting. I would love to be in voice acting. I think I have a very general voice, which means I may never be in voice acting or I don't have a very general voice. But I always feel like every time I do like something that's like a weird voice, I sound like Will Ferrell's trying to do it, but doing it like somebody trying to do a Will Ferrell impression, but being really, really bad when he makes kind of the voices of deep, hearty voices. Um, and you already have guys like Ron Swanson out there killing it. Anywho. Hitting reset, post-pandemic game industry careers. I am very interested in the game industry. It would be fun to work in it one time or maybe for the rest of my career. I love the game industry. I love games. I love the thought of it. It's very interesting. I like to learn more about it. Okay. 
One of my favorite ones, the Penny Arcade Dungeon Masterclass. This is Hulkins versus Straub. And watch as a legendary, I'm reading this right off the item, read, watch as a legendary pair of TTRPGers face off against each other in a one-on-one -on -one event like never before. Jerry Hulkins and Chris Straub will sit across the table from each other and using the power of words, numbers, and a little imagination, craft for your enjoyment a tale. These guys are going to develop a tale in front of us right there, organic. I'm kind of hoping they didn't prep for it. I hope they just step out and go. Um, you know, the, the, the cool thing about this is if you don't know who Chris and Jerry are, you probably need to go. Chris, or sorry, Chris Straub, S-T-R-A-U-B, Jerry Holkins. I'll let you learn. That's kind of a cool thing. Mm -hmm. And then the final ones. The 100 games you absolutely, positively must know how to play. I think they're doing this in 40 minutes or less. Hopefully not 100 minutes because that would mean a minute a game. But I'd actually sit through that. This is the 2021 edition. So very, very exciting. So those are some. And there are a ton of other ones that I may attend. And I may just spend an afternoon at panels. Uh, that is kind of new to me. But I'm also trying to learn some new stuff so I can share it with everybody. All right, the Expo Hall is the next area I want to talk about. And this is a, a space where publishers and developers for uh, both the big game companies, so like, you know, the old Microsofts and the big guys, uh, Nintendo, folks like that, uh, Epic Games, folks like that, can come together and develop or come together and talk about their wares, as well as the indie teams. So these are people who are independent uh, out there doing their own thing, maybe two, three people delivering a game and they have the indie hall or indie aisles. I'm kind of hoping, well, I know when I say I'm hoping, I know that they're going to be a much wider hall than normal. Uh, normally it's a very, very, very narrow hall, but I'm very excited to see this. And I have about 83 companies I want to visit while I'm there. Uh, top five, I just threw a couple out there that I really like, but Bandai, Namco, uh, DigiPen Institute of Technology. So cool. It is so cool to watch the, the games that the folks make here. And DigiPen is right around the corner from where I live. So I see they're building all the time. Archon Games, uh, Fan Gamer. And then I picked one just for the name, kind of like how people pick racehorses just for the name. Uh, but Good Nerd, Bad Nerd Games. I thought that was a cool game. Uh, I'm really excited just to see a lot of things. Uh, really take some notes, really get an idea and find some new games to play and hopefully find some cool games to share. All right. Something, unfortunately, that I am not going to get to pay, get to be involved in because you have to be pre-selected or maybe they're going to call me tonight. It is nine o'clock at night. I don't think they're calling. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll select my badge then. Um, is the Omegathon. So this is people from the audience to compete against each other in games just to see who wins. And I think it's 16 people. It could be more. I don't exactly remember. But since I haven't heard anything, I'm like, ah. But I would honestly just, I feel very confident. I would crush everyone like a grape. Um, that's an homage to my swimming coach in college. He was, he'd say, do it, crush everyone like a grape. Um, but I would, I would have a pretty good chance because I am a generalistic games. I can play a lot of games. And, you know, this is a, uh, a great concept at a convention because it's kind of like a survivor for games. 
you have to be there all the time. You have to play the games. You have to beat everybody and you win. You get awesome stuff. Hooray. All right. The PAX Arena is next. And that's what happens when you bring the most competitive games, gamers, and you pit them against for, you know, cash and fame and things like that. I'm kind of interesting because the arena usually is packed. And I'm interested to see how it goes kind of with uh, social distancing. I will tell you, it is incredible to watch the arena games and eSport in general. Uh, a really awesome kind of stuff to watch. And I've been to some uh, eSport competitions where we had around 10,000 people in the building. And it was nuts. I've been there at PAX where we've had like 1,000. Fantastic. All right. So performers and band land. So the talented creators in band land, and these are, you know, vendors supporting bands that perform at PAX, so artists, com- concept creators, etc. cetera. Um, and you may recognize these folks from that thing you like. We haven't talked about them, but go do a Google on that thing you like. But this is really, they go to the Paramount Theater, which is amazing. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, they're going to have 88-bit on Saturday with piano ballads of video game music. And then um, I think after that, they're going to have a Skatoon Network, which is a ska band uh, for video games. And, you know, it's it's one of those things, if I can stay up late enough, I'm definitely going to the concerts this year. It depends. Usually we get there so early and I start my day out really, really like six kind of... Uh, meeting people and hanging out and talking prior, sometimes playing a game before I go to a games convention. I know that's crazy, but I do it. Uh, but it, this year I may try to stay uh, up a little later. We'll, we'll have to wait and see, but I'm excited about that. Okay. Pin trading. Now this is where it's difficult for me. I am a pin hoarder. I love getting pins. I have an entire giant square jar and it's like a, a six by six by six full of pens that I have collected. But I'm a hoarder and I like to put them on my lanyard and I choose them meticulously and I love them all dearly like a sixth cousin. I might trade for a cool one or a really old one one day, but I'm probably just going to be buying uh, a few pens and uh, a couple good t-shirts at the PAX merchandise booth. Definitely getting my wife a birthday gift because she lets me go to PAX over her birthday weekend or usually when her birthday is around that weekend. Um... I did get her a nice gift, but I got to get her something kind of fun and funny and cool. And it's easy because she has a, uh, she loves Donkey Kong a lot. She used to play a lot of Donkey Kong. That's her game of choice. Anywho. All right. Uh, True Dungeon. We've talked about True Dungeon in episode two when I did the tutorial non-COVID. I think in the coming years, I am going to volunteer for a weekend at a different con. So maybe Gen Con or something, maybe PAX South. I will definitely be volunteering and begging friends and family to join a session with me. Um, this is, it's just the coolest thing. It's kind of like a, a D and D game where you're walking and they have huge, amazing props and it's very active and you get to, to work on those kind of things. All right. There is also the diversity lounge. And so having this gaming community being so big, and having it encompass anyone and everyone who can join, it is good to have a space for people to feel comfortable. Now, I enjoy visiting the Diversity Lounge, but I got to be honest, I feel like a 6'4 Caucasian male sore thumb sometimes. When I show up, I don't look like everybody. You know, I've got a short haircut, stuff like that. 
but I'm totally accepted when I visit. And I really like that. And it is a neat place in the past for me to, uh, to notice that somebody was checking out a game they had bought and I'm like, Oh, where'd you get that game? And what's that game about? And really had some, I've had some great conversations and I met some cool people too. All right. One of my favorite parts of PAX, I know I keep saying my favorite parts, but is PAX XP. So XP experience points. So at PAX, they have a series of people who have activated their badge and, and they have a scavenger hunt. They have photo stations, prize towers, you know, where you can win things. But I love XP and experience points attached to things. And they're kind of like another source of nourishment. They feed part of my soul, of my gamer soul, I guess. And XP is really learning at its best. And, and I really think it's, if I was a teacher, I would have to run my classroom with a lot of experience points for kids so that they felt like they were gaining something instead of being told to learn something. I know it's me on a soapbox, I apologize. Um, but I plan on letting, getting a lot of badges and I love badges and I love XP, so hooray. All right, the handheld lounge. So they have a handheld where you can basically sit down, lounge, play handheld games there. Um, I got to tell you, I love to play a lot of handheld games. I'm trying to decide if I'm bringing my iPad. I probably am not bringing my iPad. I'm just going to bring my iPhone. Uh, but I'm definitely going to hang out in the handheld lounge. I don't like to hang out in the giant beanbag things. Remember the germaphobe? Because they have like, oh, I'm sorry. You have to assume you guys are. So they have an entire space that are filled with those giant beanbags all over the floor. I just can't do it. I'm sorry. I can't get on the beanbags. That's just ugh, my germaphobe. Gross. Sorry. Just me. I mean, even with a lot of Purell and spray, maybe some, I don't know. No, I can't. Sorry. All right, so from there, we have the Tabletop Expo Hall. Yay, Tabletop. This is the place where, like, you see the latest tabletop games. And what's really exciting is uh, they also sell the games. And they sell a lot of pieces that go with uh, Tabletop. So I have a shopping list for this Expo Hall. I want a new game mat. And if you haven't seen a game mat, think of a giant mouse pad. Um, I've actually been looking for one that's, like, two by two foot or three by three foot so that you can put the game on. It has a, you know, a soft surface so that the board doesn't move back and forth and all over the place. Um, I would like to find some dry erase D and D boards. I think those would be fun to play. Uh, just take and actually just spin up a D and D game anywhere. Uh, we talked about Carcassonne in a previous podcast, board games, uh, I want to maybe find an add-on. There's only about 50 of them for it. And I'm always on the lookout for a new game. And I'm always on the lookout for a new game for both my wife and I can play or my family and I can play, my friends and I can play, and where my kids and I can play. I'm really excited. All right. So Magic the Gathering has its entire space. I try to stop by here. I am not an MTG player because if I did that, I would not have much time for anything else because I would get sucked into MG, MTG. It is exciting, fun, strategic. I am hoping to go watch some matches if they have them, hopefully, crossing fingers. Uh, so MTG, always good. And they have great props too there as well. The tabletop free play. So after vision, the tabletop expo hall, I may run down to the tabletop free play and try out a game. I've done this before. Tried the game, ran back over to the expo hall and bought the game. Uh, I do that actually quite a few times. 
uh, over a PAX. I keep coming home with stuff. All right. One of my favorite areas that I force my friends to go with me or my family to go with me is the console free play. And this is a space where you just pick every single console game. And I usually pick one console. So it's a couple of years ago, it was just a real old school Xbox. And then last year or two years ago when we went, it was a Super NES. Um, but this is a place where we, you know, everybody gets to pick a game. We challenge each other. We play, we chat. And it's a good place to just sit down and chill out too and enjoy it. Uh, something new that I hadn't seen before is called the Child's Play Charity. And Child's Play Charity was founded in 2003, and it provides games and technology to over 180 children's hospitals worldwide. And it is one of those things that you can be a gamer who gives back supporting the official charity of PAXA. Official charity. Um, I'm really excited to see this space. I'm really potentially excited to hold an event. And I have the space that I could potentially provide an event after I finish selling a bunch of stuff that's in my garage. I would love to have a huge game day where people come over and I've got all TV set up everywhere. We can play hopefully earlier than post COVID, but this is an event I'm really excited to see. All right. The PC area, this is where you can bring your own PC or you can play one of theirs. I'm still getting in my head, but I may be able to figure out a way to go play some old school quake out there, but this is a place where you can bring your own, your own, laptop your own pc and play games the pax 10 so the pax 10 is a 10 a set of 10 games that are after hundreds of submitted they come up with them for packs alone and you get to see what each one of them are so i think in the post podcast of packs you're gonna hear who the packs 10 are all right i'm probably gonna watch a couple game tournaments i get excited by watching these i get to watch people who really are good i like to watch people who are really good beat everybody who's not really good um that's kind of fun the game tournament is really exciting to see and then also i'm trying to decide right now if i'm going to uh join the pax game club uh, because they pick a game that the, we can play and host you know community events uh that you can play every month you have to join the newsletter that's always a difficulty one more newsletter to read and then each month each month they give you a chance to play it with others and you get to play just four packs uh, in the aim club and they can, you can go back and discuss it and you can talk on Twitter. Uh, I think Facebook, Instagram as well. Uh, you know, at the end of the month, they also do a live streams of each. So those are all the things that you can do at packs. Those are all the things I'm going to do at packs. I'm this year. The Magic the Gathering one and the tournaments are then the bottom two. The uh, obviously, the, I think I made it pretty clear that there are a lot of things like the uh, the expo halls, the panels, the, the children's play charity, way up there for me this year. I'm I'm excited to go see those as well as to you know maybe do some networking and meet some folks. Definitely see some new games that I want to play. Um, I really want to say I'm, I'm a little worried from the health and safety. I mean, I really haven't been out there a lot. I've been doing a lot of fun. It's been playing a lot of games. Um, and yeah, you know, you, you kind of worry about if somebody is not playing by the rules or sneaks in or something. I'm okay about that. I'm, I'm going to wear my mask. I've got my hand sanitizer, things like that. 
but I am very excited to see games. I'm very excited to see people playing games. I'm very excited to talk about games. I'm very, very excited to see panels, even if I sit in the way back all by myself with uh, maybe I thought about getting a giant roll of tape and like putting a six by six space around me. Um, I'm kidding. I may not do that, but I'm also excited seeing friends I haven't seen for a while. Uh, and again, learning about the games and getting that XP. I am all about the XP. I wish there was a way to say like the dollar, dollar bill, no XP, XP, XP. That just doesn't sound as good, but I'm really excited about packs and I will be coming back. I'm probably going to do another two-parter because there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out of it. I'm going, uh, I've actually got a, uh, bin in my house of things that are just going to end up in that bin where I'm going to go through them for packs and go all the way through it. Um, so if you get a chance, go check out on Twitch. They have live streams of a lot of things. So if you're hearing this podcast, you're like, Oh, I'm not going to packs. Definitely check out the live streams. Definitely go to Twitch, go to PAX West on their site. They have all the streams right out there. If you've never used Twitch before, they'll also explain that. So hopefully we have a good time. I am looking forward to sharing everything I learned in it. And again, the way I did this was I just went through every single thing on the site that you could do. If you go into a convention, do the same thing. You'll have a lot better time, or at least I'm hoping I will. I'll talk to you soon.